healthcare technology, what it used to be like 50 years ago, has changed dramatically. You go right now to some operating room or even a radiology department, and there's so many sensors and gadgets everywhere. It's natural for machines to be able to process this information and funnel it to something that is meaningful to the human and let the human make the final decision, right? That's Alex Kergeris, co-chair for the Medical Working Group, which is a part of a large nonprofit organization called ML Commons. He's also the co-author of the paper, Federated Benchmarking of Medical Artificial Intelligence with MedPerf. AI models have become an integral part of our lives, whether it's your smartphone recognizing your voice or a healthcare facility using a model to detect cancer in x-rays. That's AI at work. This is the Tech Barometer Podcast. I'm Jason Lopez. AI models perform specific tasks. It's like an expert who's had extensive training and learned from vast amounts of information to become great at their assigned job. So all these models are developed by different groups. It could be academics. It could be vendors like companies that develop AI systems. It could be internal researchers at the hospitals. It could be a kid on the blog that writes some code in Python and, you know, writes a you know model using Kaggle open sourced data sets. So all these models, they do some specific tasks and they are trained on data that you find either internally or you acquire, you paid for them or in the public domain. Right? So once you build these models, then you have to deploy them, right? You have to take them to the hospital to do a specific task like recognizing, you know, cancer or an x-rays. AI models start off as a blank slate. They have to be fed data, and to improve, have to continually be fed. Deep learning models have an insatiable appetite for data, and the more they consume, the better they perform. Similar to, you know, a doctor that is seen one million, let's say, patients, right? And once you train this model, you need to test it. You need to validate it. And you need to validate it in a diverse uh, selection of, of data out there in the real world. This is where the testing comes. It's called benchmarking. This piece of the story is really important. Alex and his colleagues are focusing on getting AI models to perform as accurately as possible, which means reducing the bias that an AI model might produce. So let's go back to the blank slate. So you have a model that knows nothing. You have a machine. If you give them an x-ray, it doesn't tell you if it's cancer or no cancer. So you have to train it. So you need to give all this data. You have privacy concerns, so you need to be careful with that when it comes to healthcare. And that carefulness means a hypersensitivity to security concerns. Centralizing the data of several or several hundred healthcare facilities in order to train AI models will not work. That's where federated learning comes in, deploying an AI model to the hospital where it learns on site, the place where the data securely resides. But when you take that model, and you, let's say you train it in, let's say, in, uh, in Indiana, and you see population data from that particular area, and you take, you know, that model and you deploy it, let's say, in California, the population are different, right? So your model, which was trained in Indiana population data, might be biased to that particular population. So when you move to California and then maybe in the Bay Area, which is a large, you know, of Asian descent population, it might fail. So this is where, you know, before you deploy it in the clinical workflow, you need to validate it. You need to make sure that you test it 
thoroughly in a diverse population. The MedPerf idea is to test AI models on real-world data from diverse locations, ensuring the models meet high-quality standards and maintain security and privacy. We wanted to contribute to this effort to build an open platform that allows you to facilitate this testing. How can you test models that were already trained in a limited data set or whatever data set? How can you test them out in real-world data from multiple diverse locations so that you know you can feel confident that these particular models or any model are meeting high-quality requirements. This is where we are. Alex Kergeris is from Greece. In the late 80s and 90s, his father brought in some of the first computers to his hometown and started a school of computer science. We used to get this expensive, you know, monochrome, green color, you know, screen computers at home. And also he had plenty of books like QBasic uh, and Assembly. And uh, me and my brother, we would spend a lot of time um, uh, hitting some, you know, programming, you know, back in the days, <laughs> print, <laughs> asterisk and stuff, if then statements. And eventually uh, we moved on to have a little bit more serious machines in the uh, early 90s with, you know, the Intel Pendium and uh, of course, like any other kids, we got into the uh, computer games, video games, right? So a lot of, you know, video gaming. But eventually I decided to go to electrical engineering and computer engineering in Greece. And during the last two years of the school, you have to choose which direction you want to go to. You know, I was always kind of intrigued with, you know, medical. My brother was also in the medical school <laughs> back then. I At some point I was considering, you know, switching to biology. <laughs> so quite earlier. Alex's mother was a biologist, and that's one factor in his future at the time. And as a student being pulled in two directions, it was later that he discovered he could sort of do both. Right now we are living in a world that, you know, computers are everywhere. And AI right now is one of the major forces around us, and it's becoming mainstream. And I'm glad, you know, I'm working in a field which is an intersection of, you know, improving uh, healthcare but also uh, the scientific approaches like artificial intelligence. One side note Alex gave us when we chatted with him about his computer science background was his introduction to remote computing through learning about programs like the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, or SETI. That was an early example of what we now think of as cloud storage and resources. When it comes to healthcare, I would say the tensions are, you know, stronger there sometimes. Uh, yes, there's a tendency to go to move to the cloud, but there's also this tendency of, you know, for protecting, you know, privacy to keep it uh, locally, right? Um, but it, I think healthcare systems and organizations understand that it's hard to maintain local uh, resources. And that's why many of these, uh, you know, laws that were written back in the 90s, HIPAA and all this, that force kind of, privacy, they kind of take into consideration right now to, to allow basically the uh, move, migration to the cloud. Right? AI's increasing presence with the rise of cloud services is overall a good thing for healthcare, despite the extra effort needed to satisfy security and privacy requirements. Anyone with knowledge to develop AI systems from anywhere in the world can contribute. Healthcare costs, you know, 
skyrocket. And, you know, in the United States, I think it's like, I don't know how many trillion right now. Uh, there's a shortage of, you know, experts to support, you know, these uh, tasks, right? And it's natural that, you know, people are looking into AI uh, to help, you know, fill in the gaps and also, you know, to reduce the overload that maybe clinicians have into this uh, field. As AI's capabilities expand, especially with innovations like ChatGPT, it's critical to understand its role as an assistant, not a substitute. Over time, as with any new technology, apprehensions will settle and AI will seamlessly integrate into clinicians' daily tasks. We are witnessing how AI can be transformative to many industries, right? Uh, lately. And similarly, I think AI has impacted multiple facets of healthcare. I mean, from drug discovery, diagnosing, therapeutics, uh, it can contribute to reduction in healthcare costs, as well as the improvement of healthcare uh, delivery quality. More and more people, you know, need to be uh, taken care of, as well as the limited amount of, you know, experts are being around to support, you know, this delivery. There's a gap that needs to be filled, and I think that's the opportunity for AI can offer. Alex Kergeris is a member of the nonprofit organization ML Commons, where he's co-chair for the medical working group. He's also the co-author of the paper, Federated Benchmarking of Medical Artificial Intelligence with MedPerf. There are two other stories in our series on MedPerf, one on the MedPerf paper and another on Alex's colleague, Debo Dutta, another pioneer in the intersection of AI and healthcare. This is the Tech Barometer podcast produced by The Forecast. You can find more reporting on technology at theforecastbynutanix.com.